Hello, everybody. May 12th, 2020. It's a Tuesday. I hope you guys are crushing it. Uh, I am coming to you from my San Diego apartment. Uh, this is Aaron Griffin. This is the Get After It podcast. And I want to talk real quickly today about investing in yourself. And I have a personal story I want to hit on it. And it's, it's relevant because last week I sold my van. And for those that don't know, I, in college, started a painting business. I worked with a company called Young Entrepreneurs Across America, and I started a, a painting business my freshman summer uh, when I was at Michigan State University, and that ended up expanding into four years. Uh, I ended up actually leaving university early and went to uh, Boston to work with a division of the company, and we grew it uh, exponentially. And it started not even that first year. That first year, we did really well, but it really came through that second year was when we had all the successes and the, and the things that really, really was made it attractive to me to want to continue and push this thing and try to go expand it uh, to New England. And, and I realized when I kind of look back on it, it started when I made this initial purchase. And I just posted this on my Facebook. It's like, you know, have you ever had something where you made an investment that printed you money but everyone thought you were an idiot for doing it in the first place. There's a lot of people in your life who will judge you no matter what you're doing. They want you to remain the same because they're your friends. They're your family. They're the people. They, they like the version of you that exists now. But more importantly, they're not changing as much and they don't want you to change. They want you to stay the same so that they don't have to change themselves. And that is just, that's just the reality of our world that we live in. We're all living lives that change and we want the people around us to stay the same. And I just, at the end of the day, you have to push through that whenever you're starting a business, whenever you're trying to go all in on something. And that's what I did with this, with this van. So I was broke. I was in college. I had no money, uh, but we sold a ton of work. We sold like, I think it was like 80,000 or $90,000 of, of contracts before school even got out. So I finished up final exams and actually I remember this. I remember I bought the van. I think it was the last week of exam week at, uh, at Michigan state. And I was, I'll never actually forget this and shout out to Brittany who picked me up. I, uh, I drove the van. We painted it that morning. I had an exam at 3 PM. It was a written exam at 3 PM. And I had to, I had to paint the van that morning because I was starting production like the next day. So we had to paint the van that day. I bought a sprayer and we got like the cheapest residential paint <laughs> possible from uh, Sherwin Williams. They told us that this thing was going to absolutely just peel off after a month, but we didn't care. We had to cover up this uh, company logo that was a, it was a, it was a window company that had like a 24 hour. You could still kind of see it through the, uh, through the van itself if you take a look at it. But either way, um, we sprayed on a nice gloss red onto it in my buddy's backyard and we sat there to dry. I got picked up at like 2.45 and I went and honestly, I don't know how well I did at the exam, but I remember walking in, everyone's ready to take an exam. It's like a 500 person lecture hall and I had my arms were just covered in red paint. It looked like I just stabbed somebody, right? Like I had blood all over my hands. It was absolutely hysterical. And um, anyway, uh, I'd like to say I went in there and murdered the exam, but that, that probably did not happen. But either way, later that day, grabbed the van, went down to um, uh, my house and we started production the next day. Now, a lot of people gave me a lot of crap for that decision of purchasing that van. I had to borrow money to do it, borrow money from my parents, thousand dollars. Then we had, I had to borrow more money. It was like $600 to get the brakes repaired on it. Um, but then it was ready to go and it, you know, wobbled. Anyone who's been in this van knows that this van is like, 
I will, I mean, I, I, this van went to bat for me many times over. We almost had zero problems with this thing over a three-year period. But at the time, it was, look, it was a super rusted out base. Um, it, it had a bunch of wires coming from the battery, which we had just no idea what it was. Like, I, I just, my, my, my philosophy with it was, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's just what we ran with, uh, with the van. I actually didn't even drive it that first summer. I had a, a, a buddy of mine, Ian, he showed up to his first day of work to be trained as a painter on a bike. And we, I, I literally, I was like, dude, you're not taking a bike. I said, I'll, I'll give you a dollar more an hour or whatever it was to, to take the van. So we put the back, he put the bike in, in the back of the van and he drove the van the rest of the summer. Shout out to Ian. What a, what a dude. And uh, my point is I bring this up and I have this, I'm sharing the story because there was a lot of negativity around making that purchase. And also at the time it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm really going all in on this. You know, I'm getting this van. And I guess that's my question for you with you right now in your life. What is it that you're doing? What are you trying to build? Is it a business? Is it a job? Or what are you working towards? And my question for you is if you're not all in, why, why you have limited time on this earth? everything that I've ever gotten the most out of or the things that have changed my life is when I decided to go all in on something. And there's no difference with this. And when I got the van, there was a lot of skepticism from outside people, but the reality is it didn't matter. I mean, that first year I earned, geez, probably, I think I made about $40,000 that second summer. And throughout the next two years, we ended up in revenue wise, we did over $3 million of house painting and that van stuck around for all of it. And when I went out to New England and I was the head of the division there, it was less so driving the van for my own work. It was almost actually, that did, really didn't even happen. It was more so driving it as a mascot. Like people would just love the van. Like the van was a symbol of the business in a lot of ways. And I think it helped us. I don't think you could add a revenue number to that, but it, it served as a, as essentially a mascot of the business. And I probably made a hundred times over my investment in that van and we sold it last week for ironically a little bit more than what we bought it for. We sold it for $1,200. And I, I look back on this whole experience of having this van. It did two things for me. It not only showed that I was all in. So when people met me, when I was working with others in the business, there was no BS. The kid's driving a van. <laughs> like the kid's driving this. It's not just a van. It's a crappy old, like rundown van that he painted with house paint. It's pretty obvious <laughs> that that's the case, but I'm just loving it, right? Like I get out of the van, I have all the confidence in the world and I'm ready to either paint your house or do business with you in some way. It just helped in that capacity. And the second thing it did was, frankly, it made my job so much easier. It was a great investment for the business. And even though so many people told me it was such a bad investment, what what there's two lessons that this taught me. And the first was that no one knows your business as well as you do. It doesn't mean don't take advice from others. It means take advice lightly, run it through your own systems, determine if it's good hearted advice, but then also determine, is it practical? Because people who want to give advice typically don't actually offer solutions. They're just criticizing your actions. You will win taking 10 actions and making nine mistakes than you will taking zero actions and listening to all the advice, 100% of the time. The second thing I learned from this, frankly, was look, at the end of the day, we're all on this earth to be able to try to make a difference. And betting on yourself and investing in yourself is by far the most risk averse prospect 
When you bet on yourself, you have absolute control over that investment. Don't be afraid to go all in on the thing that you want to do the most. We had somebody on a on a, our, our group meeting yesterday, which we're going to be putting up the live video of that, excuse me, the live audio of that soon. And he talks about how he had a, an amazing story about his father. And this was Brian Cristiano for those who are listening to this, who are in the group. He had an amazing story about his father and how his father never got the chance to really live out his dreams. And if you want to hear that story, go listen to the next episode. We'll probably release it later today or tomorrow. But with that being said, never fear what you want to do and love to do, if you have the opportunity to double down and bet on yourself, why not go give it a shot? The worst thing that can happen is that you fail and you learn from it. The best thing that can happen is that you can end up changing others' lives as well as your own. That's the Get After It podcast for today. I really hope you all get after it and go all in. Don't mess around with this loosey-goosey, couple different things you're juggling, few different things you're juggling. What are the things that you're going all in on and do it? Hope you all have the best of a day. I will talk to you soon. Let's get after it, people.